Hi, Joe here from She Did You Can, and this episode is called Everyone's a Marketer, and it is a co-production from Broad Radio. Check us out at broadradio.com.au and Women's Agenda, a daily news publication for women. When they say go right, we go left. When they say go right, we go left. We go left. We go left. Hi, I'm George McEncroe, founder of Sheba, Australia's first female-only rideshare. And I'm Jo Stanley, aspiring startup founder, and this is She Did, You Can, a podcast about turning your idea into a business. Learn from my experiences, create your company as I create mine. She Did, You Can, the inspirational, confessional, real-time guide to starting your business. George, do you remember how in the middle of 2020, Australia released a new logo? That really cheap one that only cost $10 million to develop. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a circular waddle design with AU in the Mm. middle. I mean, you can see where the money was spent. Can can you? I can't. Um, And then it was pretty much like loathed by the whole country because people said it looked exactly like the coronavirus under a microscope. <laughs> so it was just like, bap bow. I feel so sorry for those people because who knew the coronavirus was going to come out? I, look, I do and I don't. <laughs> I sort of get cross when people fix something they didn't need to be fixing. If it well, ain't broke. That is a good question. So the powers that be decided to uh, rethink that logo yeah. after spending $10 million on it. Yeah. And I don't even know where that is right now, whether we have a logo or not, but you wouldn't call that a marketing success. I don't think you would. I think you would say that was a very sad moment for all of those people <laughs> in their careers and they'll be quickly getting themselves off any committee. Um, but you know, look, it's hard choosing creatively by committee. I think it is one of those cases of too many smart people in a room don't always come up with the best possible version of an idea. So... But what is a marketing success? I mean, that's what people are really here for and that's what we want them to stick around for because in this episode, um, that's what we're going to talk about, how to market your business successfully. Well, thank God we're talking about it here because I do not have $10 million (laughs) to blow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. George, here's a revelation that I experienced this year. Keska say, Joe. What does that mean? I was told by a very dear friend yes. that you have to get a marketing expert to do a marketing plan. I think this is probably true. <laughs> was that me? <laughs> well, you've said it too. Yeah, but I also I said it. heard it. From this lady, yeah. her name is Chris Mannix. She is the owner of Soda Communications and she's been incredible helping me out with broad radio, bringing it to life. Mm. And Crackers, hello. Hello, hello. I'm just mortified that you would speak so beautifully about me, um, but I've just loved the journey with you and, and helping you out and, and with the steering and I've been able to show you 
what's working and what we really need to hone in on mm. and what we can sort of pair back on and, and probably, you know, get in and do ourselves, which mm. I think for a startup is um, important. It's key, isn't it? Like yeah. which bits do I need to outsource? Which are the assets that need to go top level premium? Because there's so much money you can spend so fast. Yep. 10 million bucks if you're the Australian government. <laughs> Cheers for that, guys. Um but you know, it is you can you can go through a lot of money really quickly, and if it's not on a key feature, um, you it doesn't doesn't come back to you in revenue. I've got to say though, George, that entire sentence did not make any sense to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry, darling. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, starting right at the beginning, you okay. got your business, you got your idea, you want the world to know about it, right? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I thought what you do to go about that is you. Get someone to make a logo, which mm. I did do, mm. and I was very happy with it. And I sort of came up with a basic kind of uh, slogan, I guess, knowing who my audience is. And I figured from there, then I would get a millennial to help me with my social media and I'd be kind of sorted. Right? Just go to the millennial shop. Just, <laughs> do you have this in a size 10? <laughs> Just a millennial. You're funny. But, but it there's more to out, it. There's way more to it. And yeah. Crackers, you explained to me that you really have to start with understanding your brand. I think the biggest problem is that everyone thinks they're a marketer. Yeah. And everyone oh, so will start off with, oh, and the strap line should be, or, you know, and then the logo is going to, you know, be like this, which what you came to us with mm. was great. It was fine. And, and, you know, it was a great starting point, but I think we managed to sort of tweak things a little bit along the way by probably looking at brand before we looked at everything else. And what does that mean looking at brand? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what that means because we think we have an idea but maybe we don't. Yep, spot on. Okay, so <laughs> you do have an idea and you have a great idea but mm. what you actually need to do is think about clarifying exactly what that idea is, who's it for, how it might talk, of course how it might look but that's just one component. Um, what does your audience look like or who is your actual customer? Where, yep. What do they eat? you know, what do they drink? What are they watching? What are they taking in? Because that's exactly how you're going to have some great conversations with that audience and you're going to rope them in. Mm. So brand is the foundations of your house and then the marketing is all the all the other stuff that sort of fits around it. And what I know is that you need to be completely consistent with your brand once you've actually decided. Yep. You, you know, your brand is kind of like your identity. It's your personality, isn't Absolutely. it? And so for Sheba... Yes. Right. Your personality is what? Uh, she's, you know, a safe, curmudgeonly <laughs> version of me. She's a super helpful she's friend. She's a super helpful friend. She's yeah. actually the Beyonce of the Bible. Like that's the Queen of Sheba upon yes. whom the, the name derives. But also with our logo, um, that was really very much based on it. I wanted some sort of a shield type of, you know, warrior woman oh, type yes. shield. So the logo is a is a shield and we chose those colours. I was very specific about what I didn't want in my colour palette rather than, you know, I wanted them to be colours like orange, like the one your beautiful colour you're wearing right now and green because I didn't have to have everyone in pink just because we yes. were doing something for the ladies. Yes. But weirdly my original tech dev people kept sending me things back in pink. Oh. I was like, yeah, no. They're going, but it's for women. I was going, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. But not every woman wears pink all day, every day. No, but that's an interesting thing to bring up because I feel like you have to think about the the 
really um, multifaceted layers of your audience yep. and know that your audience isn't homogenous. Look, I think the deeper you go into brand, the better it is and the more consistent you are. Everyone loves a consistent friend. If she's constantly cranky and what have you, that's fine. You start that's to see brand. the fun in it. That's her personal <laughs> brand. You kind of know when she means it and when yeah. she doesn't. But if she's up and down, you know, I think it's a good time to probably have a conversation about it and sort of see how you can get a little bit more consistency out of her. Yeah. Um, and, this, and that might involve other tools. Yeah. <laughs> she sounds like she's talking Not to today. Me. Not today, my friend. Um, so consistency or a restaurant. If a restaurant is has great food but consistently bad service, at least you know what to expect and that's what you're getting in for. But if it's up and down all the time, you're like, oh, they don't know. They're changing the menu all the time. So people like consistency and they love depth, but that's the same with a brand. Yeah, and that's exactly what we, you know, had to reflect the problem you were trying to solve as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had to be safe, consistent, no surprises, yep. no surging, like all those things that yep. fitted with the product that we were delivering was about safety is at the core of absolutely everything yep. we do and that we don't we take our product really seriously but we don't take ourselves seriously. So when we came to speak about brand, um, we had to sort of think, what's her voice? What's her style of com- conversing? You know, yep. it has to be funny. Mm. It has to be unapologetic. It has to be, you know, up in your grill. Yep. And, yeah, just saying we're going to be everywhere all the time whenever you need us. And so there's got to be, I know, every time I engage with Sheba, it's going to be the same. Yes. Right. So with Broad Radio, we've talked a lot about the fact that we are, yeah, similar in a way, like to Shiva, like it's yeah. very, it's honest and it's um, fun and funny and can be a little bit uh, cheeky, but also really generous. Yeah, and very know? transparent, even mm. in this build up to the launch of Broad Radio, this podcast, the putting it of, of it all together is you know, transparency seems to be a key part of what you do and part of what I do. And without going into too many gendered things, I think it is a very much a way in which women like to operate, you know, in a collaboratively shoulder to shoulder way, which is very transparent. Mm. And lifting each other up. Yes. That's very, very key to our, is there a difference between brand identity and like values? Do you set those aside? Your mission and your values all form part of your brand. I mean, you've got to think about what you stand for. Um, You've got to think about, you know, how you would react in situations, you know, what it is you've got to talk about. How do you say it? I mean, if you look at something like, you know, um, Frank Body, that body scrub, for example, Mm. you know that voice straight away. I am not the target audience for it, but it does do very well. Mm. But they are consistent in how they talk. Their brand is almost bigger than what their actual product is, which is, is largely like coffee grinds and a, you know, some sort of uh, oil and mm. moisturizer, yeah. which is great, but it does really well for exactly who they're talking to, and they speak the same language, and it is consistent every time. Mm. Yeah, and knowing who you're not catering to sometimes yeah. is really sometimes easier than who you are catering to. Be so focus. you know, yes. So if you're eliminating people from your, you know, especially when you're doing something as big as radio for you, Joe. Looking at you, um, <laughs> yeah, you're I'm the here. You know, I'm to, deciding who you, which talent you're going to put on, yes, and who they're going to speak to, and knowing that when people push back and they won't like everybody, that's kind of okay too. Yeah, but I find that interesting for Sheba because you are, you are catering to all women, so it's yes. very broad, very broad, very broad. But we also know the type of passenger who won't want to be with us, and we have very strict rules about people losing their accounts if they don't observe our core. Values right. around respect, oh, okay. inclusivity, ethnicity, oh, being sure. trans friendly. Yeah, but you know they just their account's gone, and they're like, "But I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll contact the no, you're gone." 
Yes. But right. that's really living your values and that's really making sure that is entrenched. And also, you know, that shows that your brand is flowing through internally. I know every single interaction that I've had with Shiva has just been a delight. Mm. And the follow-up mm. afterwards, because I am just so useless with, you know, when I need to order a parcel to be delivered <laughs> versus a person to be delivered. And it's consistent and yeah. everyone lives and breathes it. So that goes to show that a brand is really infiltrating every single person within that business. So yeah. when you sit down to do your brand value, Values and yep. define who you are and work out what your purpose is yep. and your audience. You can't see this is the thing, you kind of feel like you think you know it instinctually, but you actually mm-hmm. do need to write that down. Mm. You can't yep. be like a you know, a sullen teenager yep. and just assume that the world knows. Like, yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows anyway, Mum. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. <laughs> to just spill it out for yes, actually, you do. Yeah. Yeah. And so then once you've articulated that, what do you do with it? That brand book may change at some point. So you don't need to think that you've done your brand once and it's going to stay exactly the same just like you don't go to the gym once and you're done and dusted um so you need to sort of review (laughs) work on it making sure that you know it's being being rolled out and everyone sort of needs to be across what what the brand is so if you're you know training up new staff um and team members they've they need to be across the brand just as much as your advertisers need to be really clear on what they're buying yeah i gotta tell you a workshop on brand is really key and it revs everyone up how often do you do that uh, we've probably done it twice in our three and a half year yeah. existence, yeah. but you know that that's quite a lot. That was getting all our regional leaders in from all around the country, mm. and you know the whole shebang. It's not easy work. It's I was going to say I've sat through those sorts yep. of presentations, and oh my god, <laughs> yawn. <laughs> but were you running them, Joe? I wasn't it, running them. I was being told who I was. <laughs> oh, we've done those as on, on air. Oh, as radio talent. Yes. Oh, God, yeah, no, that's hideous. What is brand, brand Joe? What were you oh, told? I, remember I was pretty witty fashionista. Oh. And I was like, are you joking? I go to work in Ugg boots most of the time. Yeah, I've seen you at work. And, eating and, a lot of muesli, not a lot of fashion going <laughs> no. on. And, you know, words like pretty, I think you've got to be really wary yep. of using adjectives that actually aren't relatable in any way. And, look, relatable mm. changes too over the time, just as like, for example, you know, I was talking to someone the other day about how comedies change and it's changed for a number of reasons because what was funny like 10 or 20 years ago certainly, you know, might not be considered funny now. Mm. Yeah, it might um, be considered very wrong. Well, now. people's <laughs> expectations also change, you know. Um, yeah. they, they learn more about the world around them. Them, which is fantastic and people evolve which is really good news mm. so you need to make sure that your brand evolves as well that mm. is such a such a better way of putting the people who are sort of bemoaning that whatever happened to the aussie larrick and what yeah. was that shit show <laughs> that went around recently oh, with no. all the nastiest people on australian television yeah. saying what happened to the larrick and you just meant what happened to the racist redneck who can't, it's, it's why like, can't i be an asshole anymore <laughs> is what it should have been called i defend my right dummy, to be offensive <laughs> dummy <laughs> spits by f wits anyway um it wasn't it was just like people are now we do have a call out culture and and kindness is cool kindness is very cool and you can but you know part of that some people see that call out culture as actually cancel culture it's not really it's really call out culture and I think there is that if it makes people be tread a bit more carefully well suck it up I agree tread more carefully tread more carefully (laughs) follow the advice do it do it because you know I can't call people fat ugly moles anymore and you know think it's funny (laughs) sorry mum your christmas card's going to change this year (laughs) so all of that work though yeah i i discovered is better done by someone who's qualified absolutely so 
I think, you know, you need to look, you need to set aside what your marketing budget is going to be. And, and with a startup, it can be a little bit different to what it might be for an established business. The rule of thumb should be 10% of your turnover, I think is a good figure to start with. Yeah. Because, you know, if you don't have a budget set aside, it's not important to you, you know, and you should have an overall budget laid out anyway as, as a basic business practice. Mm. Um, but if you were going to spend it in one place first, I would say spend, spend it on brand. Mm. And especially in this day and age, there are some things that you can do yourself, but you want to make sure you're doing it well. Things you can outsource and afford to outsource, you know, you can choose those carefully. But if you get your brand right and some strong clarity around that, you know, what lanes then you're going to swim in for a bit of a marketing plan mm. and exactly how that's going to roll out. So, And it also keeps you true to your course all the time as well. Like if you've got your brand identity right, yep. your values of your company right, yep. then anytime you get some free PR, because we'll touch yep. on that, you know, the freebie, are we going to get an interview out of this, you know, yep. you're not going to trip over yourself because you exactly. know who you are and who you're speaking to. You're back mm. on message. And also, you know, you can't do everything. So you can go back to, you know, you know, you'll start off with your brand and then you'll look at your marketing plan. Does it fit into the marketing plan? No, it doesn't. So I'm just going to have to say, sorry, it doesn't fit into our plans at the moment or it doesn't fit into our budget and you have a firm number there you know, we'll revisit it next year. And that just makes it easier to sort of tick those boxes. You've got something there in writing. What about the digital marketing space? Because that's somewhere that we, you know, play in a lot. Mm -hmm. um, we like, you know, to be accountable, traceable, measurable. And yep. I think for a lot of businesses starting out, um, especially if they're going to then go and seek investment, yep. to be able to see how their brand is resonating mm -hmm. is really key. And, and there are so many ways of getting like a proper yep. – readout I guess or it's like a receipt you yes. know you invested this much <laughs> it's amazing much, yeah like it's, there's an be. actual equation yeah like, you know yeah. it's so clear that if you put money in certain digital marketing spaces exactly you, there's a return exactly no so you know you've always got you know your organic work that you need yes. to do which is just the natural things that you sort of want to say and then there's the the digital side. So Facebook and Instagram, while they're free to use, they are not free platforms. They're you know, not. they're making serious money, um, and you know you're only going to get certain cut through through an organic approach. Mm. I highly recommend you know working with digital specialists because I call them the nerds or the engine room mm. because they really, really know how to drill down. They're constantly looking at what's working, what's not working, mm. what needs to be tweaked and, you know, there's a real art around that just as there is still an art around your actual storytelling mm. but to really sort of make sure that your fantastic stories are getting through, a good digital agency will make sure that those messages are going to the right people and the information that they've got on us is incredible. And it's sort of terrifying but it's sort of good as well when you've got a limited marketing spend. So yeah. You've spent some money, you've, let's say I'm running a candle shop or whatever or a candle chain yep. and I've built these beautiful ads but if I put it on the wrong place on the internet What's and the don't point? put any money, it, there's no, no point. Say it. So I've got a really clear idea of my brand, my values, my, you know, who I, but yeah, you've got to spend that money on the exactly. people who track track your dollars. Exactly. And look, I think a multi-channel approach is always super important. People need to see things around about seven times before they recall it and feel comfortable with it. Mm. Um, and and so, if you've got a memory like mine, probably 27 you're like, what? <laughs> what? What was that? Yeah. So, you know, and then I've heard of this brand called McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Just hit me. The Scottish restaurant. Yes. We can go there later and have some haggis. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, seven times is what you've got to see it. And if you're just going down one channel, you're probably, you know, limiting your options a little bit. So 
you know. So where's cheap? Where's cheap for someone to start with a marketing budget? You've got your brand, you've got your assets. Like yep. by assets, I mean you've built, got taken some beautiful photographs. Yep. You've got some lovely footage taken of mm. Joe sitting behind mm. a studio. Yep. Yeah. All these people are loving her radio, and and like, you've come up with maybe one or two key messages yep. that you return to over and over. Because yep. you don't want too many messages, do you? No, you don't want too many messages because people won't remember, and you probably won't remember. So yeah. you know, if you've got three to five sort of key messages, that's more than enough for you to sort of handle. But if you look at some of the best marketing campaigns, and I mean sort of like internationally, you'll find that it's always a really simple idea that is Mm. true to the brand that makes a big difference. So I don't know if you know the cosmetics brand Glossier. They do everything pink in New York, like pink, everything like comes down on a little machine when you buy it, you order on iPads. But when they launched, they gave out 500 pink roses, which is their colour, through the dingiest subways of New York, just with their Instagram handle on there. And everyone's photographing and it's all like dingy and what have you. But that really what kicked them off. Smart, um, very smart. smart money. So they made a real splash with not much money yep. knowing that then it would end up on social media. Absolutely because mm. I knew their audience so well mm. that that was exactly and of course who doesn't love walking around with a pink flower that someone's given them like yeah. Yeah, I'd really enjoy that. But pink what is, you know, integral to the Glossier brand. So, yes. you know, that was a really fun one. You know, work I've done with Toyota, the campaign that I felt really resonated with their audience was these hats for the Tamworth Country Music Festival mm. with different coloured bands around them and people collect them and people are so loyal to them and people have then gone and bought those cars because they've been collecting the hats. And Wow. Hats people are crazy. <laughs> yeah. People are nuts. So don't, don't worry about sponsoring the <laughs> AFL. Wouldn't Just be one of them. Hand out your hats. Hand out your hats. You <laughs> yeah. don't put a banner around the MCG yeah. on grand final day. No, Forget just, that. But, Just but, hand out hats. So but what's really key there to, though, and yeah. especially when you go into the social media space, yeah. is you have to know your audience. So you're not just doing this blanket, you know, you're not like the Homer Simpson with, yeah. you know, the, the makeup yeah. splatter gun just yeah. going, pow, pow, pow. you've got yeah, to actually know. <laughs> you just got to know. Where... Are you right, George? Are you okay? <laughs> Sorry. That was just so good. Do watching I whack your, your back now? <laughs> no, I was just watching you enact Homer Simpson and his hose. It was golden. Oh, just, I don't know. That's, that's always the that image of, you know, the anyway, whatever. Um, but, you know, you got to know where you're putting it. Yeah. For yes. your audience. Yes, oh, put your yes. life in the right. Just in life in general. <laughs> know where, to, where you're putting it. Oh, it's something terrible. <laughs> very bad day Something indeed. very messy. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So how do you hone who your audience is? Is that just basically, okay, I'm opening candle shop and yep. I think that my candles are going to be loved by these kinds of people? Yep. You can do some research to start off with. Mm. And, you know, good campaigns do start off with some pretty solid research. And whether or not that is, you know, numbers or interviews or, you know, anything like that, I think that's always a really good starting point. You can buy research, you know, existing consumer and market research that will mm. tell you. You can actually just sit down and sort of plot things out and sort of see where they might fit. So I'm sure, wow. I'm not sure what kind of research you did. Not very no, much. No, no. <laughs> 
had a gut <laughs> Lick feeling. your finger and up in the air. No, look, I did do a, a GoFundMe page which yep. brought me lots and lots of comments and yep. money and a really good investor. So that was the lipness test. But we have changed as well over time to, yep. you know, as we were beginning to just pick up boys under the age of 12 and then those little boys became 13 and 14 and our driver said, oh, actually, I want to keep doing those, you know, picking up those yep. kids, you know, for the school run. Um, those jobs are good. Um, we thought, well, we, we can extend the age bracket. But we were so anxious when we started to be very clear about, you know, never putting a driver in a position where she was going to have to yep. pick up, say, a, a big 17-year-old yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, strapping lad. Strapping lad. And we so wanted, what do you do? Have you got like a tape measure there <laughs> and the thing and maybe You've some got a scales? Tail. 530. 530 <laughs> what you can, are you measuring? <laughs> yeah. And we have a, um, a time in the evening after which okay. we don't. We don't transport boys. It's not a school run anymore. It's Mm. not a school run. They're not taking them to school sports or anything. But, again, we're thinking, well, if we're going to help women stay in at work and pick up the kids, uh, then we have to be able to, you know, get their sons to and from school sports Mm. as well. So. But that's also because we work very closely with our drivers and but what know, I'm hearing you, there is you, you can listen see to your customer. You can see your customer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see my customer. And this is actually where I'm, I've come up because I've worked with a beautiful strategist, yep. a marketing strategist, Kristen yep. Boschman was amazing. Gorgeous girl. She brought a really great idea because I could see my customer, which is women who felt like they weren't heard anymore. I've never met had... any women like <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> do they exist? Yes. Women who felt invisible, women who felt they had more to give and more to share and that just it, they'd had no outlet for that mm. anymore. And so that kind of I can see and hear her when we're creating all of our assets and all yep. of our imaging and all of our messaging mm. and it all comes back down to we are here for more. That's now our tagline, yep. here for more. Love it. It's good, hey? I hadn't heard it before, John. Here it. for more. <laughs> it's got a little pun in it. Oh, yeah. It's got to be a little bit punny. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves a pun. Everyone all loves a pun. All the best marketing has. That's what the Australia logo missed, a pun. I know. If only they had a pun, people would have said well, I'd pay $12 million for that for sure. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, you've got to be able to see, feel and breathe your audience. Yep. Yeah, and it does help if you are the audience and I think you can Mm. so see it when someone's come on and tried to sell something, like when someone tries to pink wash a brand or tries to, you know, take something that's essentially we know is junk food and they try to take all the sugar and the fat and the fun out of it and just put it through the blander, as I always say, which used to happen to my content of with fairly regular <laughs> frequency <laughs> on the radio. But, you know, when someone would take a something that was a bit edgy yep. and a bit the thing that made it zing or yeah. memorable and then they'd sort of squish it down and you'd, 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 you'd like, oh, forget it. Yeah. and you just a, That does raise a question for me though, George. How how do you stand out? Like if, if essentially you are in a market with yep. thousands of other brands that probably are fairly similar, yep. how do you stand out? Like you're different to everything. We are George. different to everything and and yours will be too. But I think standing out, if you are a newcomer, you kind of – how many shots do you get at it? That's the – And that's where it goes back to your, your brand as well and really thinking about what your USP is. So what is your unique selling proposition? Thank you. Thank Big, you. Long, same. <laughs> oh, I didn't know what that was but either. <laughs> what your USP is. And, you know, the thing is that all the advertisers want to go after AB grocery buyers. And that's exactly who your target audience Who's is. Who's AB? AB? They're, the, they're the fancy grocery buyers. So okay. people who are buying lots of things in supermarkets, yeah. 
every brand wants to talk to you. Okay. Okay. But well, there, that's us. Yeah. And, mm. But there has not really been any radio station that is really you know, through and through focused on, mm. on that person. And I that person know. sometimes doesn't feel heard. You there know? you go. Well, and, I'm doing it. And, you know. <laughs> cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> no holla back, girl. <laughs> but isn't that weird? Like yeah. everyone's known that. And oh, that's the first thing they kind of teach you at, at uni, you know, in this space, you know, that they're who everyone wants to go for. They're making the decisions. They're making decisions on the run quickly. Yes. Um, and, you know, they're time poor but they just need to know all the facts so they can just quickly make the right decision mm. usually for their family. And but no surprises. And that's no. what we found with the Sheba marketing yeah. that we did. When we did do some surveying around luxury vehicles and they just couldn't have given a fat rat. They're worry. like, I want to have a safe driver yeah. in a in a safe, clean car. Yeah. Don't want it to smell of dogs or cigarettes or And make sure it turns up. Jeez. Yeah. Get me there. Turns Pretty up. posh. I know. Don't bit uppity. Like bit uppity. <laughs> but um but, but interestingly, like often, you know, investors will say, and when will you bring out a high end I think, oh, I don't know, what because for? you don't understand what safety yeah. is about. Yeah. Safe. And also that's you knowing your audience. That's that's me knowing them better. Like yeah. you can say, well, when when was the last time you were scared that your taxi driver was gonna follow you inside and murder you? And yeah. they go, Oh, yeah, never. never yeah. That yeah. But if he was driving a fancy car, you would care less. But no, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Same, yeah. same incident. Yeah. Same, same thing. Same thing. You yeah. know what I think is a really impressive brand for standing out amongst a sea of the same product is Thank You. Ah. Thank You Hand Wash. Yep. Oh, yeah, they're good. Really clever yep. because they have a value yep. that you would relate to that you think, oh, by, I don't, couldn't even tell you what it is but yep. I know that I feel like I'm doing good by buying thank you hand wash <laughs> and thank you water and yep. thank you is uh, is there some kind of charity? No, I love it. I love it. I think there is but yeah. I think I love who gives a crap for that yes. same yep. reason. Like I just think solving a problem, funny name, yep. good lead line. You know, you just mm. don't forget it. It's very yep. memorable. Really nice font. Very nice font and a pretty essential pretty, product. An essential product, but not trying to be fancy yep. and not trying to do more than it does. Yep. And that's where I think it's so successful. So I think too, you can't launch without having this. You can't actually go out and start building your product without nope. really knowing all of this. And it can take exactly. some time. It can take time and it's important to take that time because otherwise you're wasting, you know, your efforts later on down the track. Mm. So Really spend some time thinking about it, putting it in a plan. And I always find when you write these things down, when you write about your brand and when you establish a marketing plan from that, when it's written down, you tend to not deviate from it so mm. much because you can sense check it. Yeah. Does it tick these boxes? Does it fit into one of these lanes that I've defined as the, the key ones? No, it doesn't. Let's review it for next year then. Yeah, and it just helps you when your people are coming at you as they will, like a, someone wants to partner with you and there's something in you that mm, thinks, goes, uh, oh, this could be a little mm, bit funny. Yeah. Um, you just uh, can go back to your values and say, no, this isn't what we do here. Yeah, yeah. I've found that really valuable because I've spoken with a few different potential investors or people that may be useful as far as their networks or, you know, and then I start talking with them and I think, oh, actually you have a history and a connection with a certain type of industry. Yeah. Um, that I just don't think my audience are going to warm to. Yeah. No. You know, I might be okay with it, but you can't, you've got to have a really clear kind of, there's yeah. no nuance, right? You can't expect your audience to go, oh, but, you know, there's, there's you know. Just this one time. Yeah. She, yeah. You or know. it's a grey area. There's or no you convince yourself and yeah. that's the worst part. If you go, yeah. oh, no, this will be different and whatever, you know, is it part of your marketing plan? Mm. Yes, no. So once you've got all of that sorted, how do we get it out into the world? What are the different yep. opportunities and options that we can choose if we've got a teensy budget? Yep. 
we've touched on social yep. and, and sort of digital. Yep. What else? I mean, you know, am I going to be out there flyering? Do people I was going to say flyering? <laughs> people do flyer. People do flyer, and sometimes if you've got a real solution to a problem, like that, or can like work. A lo- if it's a local area, you would. Yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of things that you can do. There's stuff that you can learn to do yourself if you've got time to. So, for example, there's so many free tools like, you know, Canva, for example. Yeah, I love Canva. You know, things that you kind of need to do on, yeah. on the go, I think that can work really well for mm. you. Um, you know, some of your organic messaging and, and what have you for social, totally give that a go yourself. Um, I always think that the first thing that you should be focused on is doing a good job. Do one good job. Oh, what? I know. And then, God, you know, do so another one. Boring. Then do another one. Yourself on the back and then do <laughs> another one. That's two. You're going to double it. And that's always the first thing that you should do. God. Yep. Yeah, you don't just try and do everything all at once in one no, day. No. no, exactly. No, crazy. I <laughs> hoped I could just do lots of things really averagely. Oh, look, you know, you'd be surprised at the, you know, some businesses that do come to us, you know, for some consulting work who haven't really got their business off the ground yet and they haven't thought about, you know, their sales channels and who their target audience is and, you know, how they might be able to align with not-for-profits and are they being inclusive? And they haven't thought about these things, but they do think that one thing will be the answer. Um, You know, the answer is just to do a good job and make sure your brand and everything is all really tidy first and that Mm. you're living it and that you're breathing it because your audience, part of your audience will start to find you first anyway. Mm. Um, But then you can start to do little things um, like, you know, getting your social right, um, you know, telling your story Mm. to them through channels that they're going to be, you know, reading or what have you is going to be super important. Mm. Yes. That's really, it's it's a very interesting thing, isn't it, when you think I can just do a one-level approach, but the multi-tiered approach, I mean, yep. it does amaze me when there are companies, and it, maybe you can explain this to me, yep. that are so well-known and why they still spend so much in market yep. on their branding and stuff. And you think, you know, if I was ever going to drink that beer, I yep. would have drunk it by now. Like, yep. who, that is interesting. Who are you appealing to? Is this just a, this is just an essential part of what you have to do? Yep. And why are you spending that coin? There is a little bit of wastage, Mm. you know, and, you know, if you're going to spend money on research, like research is time consuming and and what have you, but, you know, you can reap some great rewards from it. You can also use that research through PR or through, you know, advertising Mm. or what have you to make sure you are getting your best bang for your buck. Mm. So if you're going to do a few things, just do them really well and do them thoroughly, but be really clear on what your budget is and then think about how you can divvy it up to get the best professional help for those components. Mm. I think that's really important. But yeah, who are who are they talking to? Sometimes it can be ego, you know, within some companies. <laughs> what? I know. I've never you seen that in a brand in my and, life. And that's kind of awkward, you know, uh-huh. where and, and again it's someone coming in going, I know what the strap lining is or wouldn't it be hilarious if we hadn't had a strap and, line? I could think of my bra strap sticking out every I time. Think I think it's something else. I think it's a terrible phrase, but you know, people do like think they're a they slogan. Go, yeah, they think mm. that they oh. know what it is and it's so hilarious and so witty. But Really, you know, good marketing has a lot of thinking behind it and a lot of research. And so, yeah, have a know. break, have a yeah. Kit Kat. I mean, it just, you know, someone just has to yeah. say the first. We need something like that. Yeah. 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 Can you just come away and bring us that? That yeah, would be that's great. It. Yeah. I also like, I'm a bit, um, I like to repurpose things. Yep. Right. Don't, Nothing for, wrong with that. For, for me, I think if you have one idea, use it four ways. Yep. Because ideas are really hard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what I really like to do is have the idea and then go, how can I use that every other space yep. possible? Yep. So, for instance, I've come from 
uh, going, okay, my audience are unheard, so therefore I'm going to find every possible way for them to feel like they are heard, so therefore I'm going to go to them for content on the show yep. because I'm really tired right. and, you know, coming up with new ideas for the show can be exhausting. Mm. So I'm going to ask them. So then, and this was Kristen Goshma's amazing idea, yep. we, we run a weekly survey, right? Yep. Very simple, multiple choice about yep. what they're feeling about the world or their experiences or whatever. That goes into the show. But also that goes across to my PR person, you. Fabulous. Crackers, <laughs> and that becomes a media release that yep. you can That's push out so and go, good. okay, did you know that 75% of women um, really find bras uncomfortable? Yeah. And, you know. Well, just- this week, this story was the one that most upset people. That's yeah. it. And isn't that surprising, you yeah. know, it, it, that it was that beer brand has gone out of business. <laughs> what have you got against beer? What is going on here? No, I, I love, love beer. beer. I'm just thinking about beer. I'm just thinking about some of those brands that have been around forever and yeah. I see them spending a fortune on stuff mm, and nothing yeah. really changes, which is part of what they're doing. I think, God, if you're in charge of their marketing department, would that be really boring They're not you? the beer for you. I think that's what it is. There's yeah. plenty of beers. It's the beer for you that you need to. Uh, yeah, I like that with. as a slogan, the beer for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. You can beer for you <laughs> and run my brewery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, um, uh, the point is, crackers, we need to do all of this before we start. Absolutely. Don't just go off like, you know, cart before the horse, which I've been accused of yep. repeatedly by my husband the last month. Yep. But I'm a bit cart before the horse. Mm. You got it. I'm told that the horse has to follow the cart. <laughs> do you read the instructions before you start trying to put, assemble something? I'm pretty good at that because oh. I feel like I don't, how could I possibly put together furniture without knowing, but I thought I could do this. <laughs> I, I thought I could do the marketing by myself. Yeah, nah. nah. You know, probably a lot more than some though, which I don't know, is it like is a little bit of knowledge a very dangerous thing in this space? Look, I just remember these conversations just with Joe where I'm like, okay, so show me the logo and have you did you provide the designer with a brief? Okay, can I look at the brief? And you're like, oh, look, it was an email. Okay, no worries. That doesn't matter. We can do a top line brief. Can you yeah. send it over? Okay, so and asking all these questions that I could tell Joe is like, I just want a good-looking logo, all right? <laughs> yeah, because it feels really finicky. It just really feels finicky, but it's Absolutely. like a session with a therapist really yeah. and pulling these pieces apart and going, I don't want to look at that bit. Oh. That's a little bit of an ouchy, undercooked yeah. thing and I want to just put a little bit, of, just gloss over bit of makeup on that, thanks, and a bit yeah. of highlighter and then move across to this bit, which works really well. But well, I All right, well, all right. So I'm sorry. I didn't to be a do a brief, and I still haven't. By the way, I no. barely wear them. So no, but, but we did a bit of a reverse engineering to then understand, yes. and then you know, evolve what what was being done. So I think you know, all's well that. But it is well. it is very interesting emotionally, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What it comes what it comes up with, and dragging a client through all that stuff is mm. tough. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it can be difficult conversations and <laughs> I think they're the best consultants are the ones that sort of challenge you on what you're saying or what you're doing because you would rather someone said, hey, have you thought about this or what did you mean by this or, you know, looking at the statistics, you know, this has happened before and this is, you know, yeah. what occurred. Yeah, I mean if someone asks you a question and you don't have an answer for it, then that's a good sign you need to yep. go away and come up for the with yep. the answer. Because if you don't, your audience will. And yeah. if you get your bum kicked in public, yep. yes, you don't get to come back from that. No. You get yeah. one chance. You get one chance to make a good impression. Yep. It's just like with people. And I like that when you think about your brand, you think about her or him as an individual in some Absolutely. way or them and you know exactly who you're 
who you're talking to. And you mm. consistently talk to that person the same way. Mm. Well, thanks to you, Chris Mannix, other people will not make the mistake that I made to go off half cut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, half cut. <laughs> it means half drunk, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah. Well, I'm always half drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. So in our next episode, we're going to be answering a question that I believe, George, you get asked all the time. How do you build an app? 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 Well, you don't, darling. You pay somebody to do it for you. <laughs> Where's the most awkward place you've been asked? How, how do you build an app? Uh, on a plane. Oh, the worst. The worst. And I couldn't get away. <laughs> oh, the worst. Where were you flying to? I was flying back from Sydney having, you know, given a – I was really tired. I'd been awake all night and done this talk and kicked it. And then I got, how do you build an app? Oh, how do you build an app? I was like, let me just show you. You've got a piece of paper and a pen. <laughs> Well, that'll be next time on She Did. You can. You can. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.